Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Betting, a Sports Garden Network production. We are your source for sports entertainment and credible sports intelligence. And now, here's your host, Tom Barton. Okay, guys, it's about that time. It's time to go through my brackets. Look, everyone's going to fill out a bunch of brackets. Uh, most people are filling out two or three brackets. They're doing them on any kind of level of intelligence or guessing, whatever you'd say. People go for mascots, colors. Who would win in a fight, right? A tiger or a lion. Uh, people are going to come up with all kinds of schemes. You just got to go with your gut in a lot of these situations. But also... Don't be silly. Look, there is a lot of information out there, and I'm going to give you a lot while I go through my brackets here. A lot of information out there that you can use to your advantage. Obviously, we know the 413 matchups and the 512 matchups. We know the situation around them. We understand that number ones don't go home, <clears throat> Virginia, right? They don't go home on day one. We understand that the 15 seeds, look, there is a chance of an upset, but chances are three of the four of them are going, and most likely all four. You go deeper into the tournament, you're not going to have four number ones. That's something that is rarely seen. And Again, a lot of people are going to have that and have a hard time getting rid of those number ones. You're probably not going to have just ones and twos. It's going to be some outlier. Is it a three? Is it a four? Is it a five? Is it one of those? Where are the upsets going to happen? So a lot of times uh, a sports handicapper in this position kind of gets themselves in a bad situation because you fall in love with the points in a game. Right, And I'll just use Furman, for example. I'm only using Furman because everybody seems to be on them, and it was one of the highest ticket counts and one of the highest bet teams in the first round. Everybody loves Furman plus the five and a half or the six points, whatever you got, and you have a tendency in your bracket to go, okay, I'm going to put Furman along, and I'm going to move them along. Well, wait a minute. You know, you might like a plus five or six, but you like them to beat Virginia. It's the way that you're handling the brackets. Look, what I love in March, and I've said this a couple of times, and I'll repeat it again. I love coaching advantages. I love guard play. For me, you know, I could kind of care less. I, I really don't get impacted by where they're playing. I, I guess as much as I should, you could even say. Uh, where the teams are playing is, is not something that is going to sway me as much as the opponents. I like pe uh, tempo. You know, the way that, that a team gets there matters to me. Conferences have always mattered. I used to talk about the ACC all the time, and I used to say in the ACC – if you go through the gauntlet every single week and you're up against a team that can knock you out every single week, well, that's a spot that you look at and you go, yeah, I think they're ready for what we are here to bring. And I love the mid-majors. You guys know that. I dedicated an entire show to it. But I'm not going to be putting a lot of mid-majors through, uh, you know, into the Elite Eight just because I like mid-majors. So you have to kind of balance this out. It's a tricky kind of proposition to get there and balance this all out. You are not going to get a perfect bracket, okay? By the way, one of the worst odds in history is to get a perfect bracket. You, you, it's like five plus 5,000 or something. Let me explain to you the odds. And I'm going to, I don't even know how to read this. I, I really don't. I really don't know how to read this. I'm just going to read the numbers to you. The odds of filling out a perfect bracket are one in Nine comma two two three comma three seven two comma zero three six comma eight five four comma seven seven five comma eight oh eight, or basically one in about what the national debt is right now. So you're not going to fill out a perfect bracket. It's okay to take shots. Where do you want to take shots, right? Where do you want to take that shot 
is really part of what we're going to have to talk about. You're going to have to take some underdogs, but how far do you take them? Uh, one seeds, we know they usually advance right through the first weekend with generally no problem. Nine seeds against the spread have been great uh, against eight seeds. In that 8-9 matchup, the underdog really does really well, but nine seeds, are they better than the eight seed? And how far do you have them going? So I'm going to give you... Just a thought process here. I'm. This is the first time I'm looking at a bracket, and I'm going to give you my exact bracket as I'm filling it out. I'll give you a couple of nuggets throughout as to why I like uh, you know a certain team or I don't. Look, Alabama, Texas, A&MCC. By the way, that's not Community College. That's Corpus Christi. I like this Texas A&M team. I, I do. You know what I mean? The Islanders have been a fun team uh, most of the the year. I've made money on them. Don't overthink this. You put Alabama through, no problem. Don't worry about it. I don't think that there's literally anything that could convince me to not do that. West Virginia-Maryland gets interesting in that 8-9 matchup. West Virginia-Maryland, this is a rematch of the 2015 tournament. Huggins won that. I see a lot of people going, hey, you know what? Huggins can do a good job against Alabama in the next round. And I'm going, you sure that it's going to be Huggins in that next round? I'm down on the Big Ten this year uh, overall. I'm really looking at them as, as getting too many bids, but both of these teams have impressed me at a certain time. I think Maryland has the offense to do it, but again, Huggins has the experience. This is a coin flip for me. I mean, an absolute coin flip. As far as a betting perspective, I'm not going anywhere near this game, and I don't think that you should. Maryland-West Virginia, look, the consensus is everyone's putting West Virginia ahead. Everyone's going West Virginia. I hate to be with everyone. I'll do Maryland with no real explanation there, let's be honest. San Diego State-Charleston. Here we go. We got a 5-12 matchup. People are going to love Charleston. Charleston's one of those teams I screamed and yelled for. Even if they lost the game, it didn't matter. Everybody was going to love Charleston. It didn't matter. They needed to be in. I was backing Charleston. Don't love them in this spot. I know it's a 5-12. It's going to be a very popular pick. Don't love them in this spot. Let me explain why. From a matchup perspective, San Diego State has one of the best three-point shooting defenses in the country. Maybe the best, right? The public is all over Charleston. We know it, so they're going to be that team that everybody puts through. But if you watch San Diego State, they've prepared for this kind of Charleston attack. They face Utah three times this season, and the Aggies have the same type of attack. Launch threes all day. Well, the Aztecs went 3-0 against the Aggies, right? So they've, they've done this. It's that live by the three, die by the three kind of mentality. Like I said, Utah State went 0-3 with that strategy. And even if they won a couple of games, it wouldn't matter because at least you understand what you're getting into. I liken it a little bit to football, you know, college football fans, that you see the option. And you go, oh, the option could do anything. Yeah, but not if you see it a little bit, right? So there's that. Peck Kesley loves a three ball. They shoot, Charleston shoots 47% of all their field goals from beyond the arc. It's more than almost every other team in the country. They make 33%, but it doesn't matter. They just keep firing and firing and firing. They're also top three in tempo and 40th in offensive rebound. So if they miss a three, they'll kick it back out, boom, and take another three. I mean, that's what they do. And they get an opportunity to really throw in a lot of threes. The three ball's dangerous. Three ball's dangerous this time of year. But San Diego State's matchup with Charleston is a nightmare for Charleston. Everyone's on Charleston. Give me San Diego State and that defense. Virginia Furman, kind of the same thing. Now, I just mentioned this. Highest ticket count for an underdog right now is on Furman. The most money bet for an underdog right now is on Furman. The world loves Furman. I like Furman. I have a really hard time not putting them through. I hate to be with the rest of the country, but I just don't buy into Virginia. I don't buy into this team. They don't score enough. The tempo is bad. But let me tell you this. 
I don't know if there's a better coach in the league, uh, in, in the country than than Tony Bennett. I really think. I, I look. I still believe that he's one of the best coaches in the country. I, I I've always liked him. It's not going to stop because he had a little bit of a lull here. I know that Virginia went out in the first round. We all know one against sixteen, right? We all know that. I don't think Tony Bennett's ever going out in the first round again. I just don't think so. That's number one. Number two, Furman does go through stretches of cold and dry spells. Virginia can make that three-minute cold and dry, dry spell go eight minutes. That's how good their defense is. I don't expect a lot of scoring here. I expect a lot of uh, a lot of ugly basketball in a lot of ways. If you're talking about low scoring and ugly basketball, I know the world likes Furman. And you know what? I might take them plus the five and a half, but I think Virginia advances. Creighton, North Carolina State, there's no mystery behind this one here for me, guys. I am down on the ACC this year. I think North Carolina State should have been a bubble team that probably missed the bubble. And I do like Creighton. And you could argue all you want. Look, how is Creighton a sixth seed when they have 12 losses? Well, why? Because of injuries. And now they're healthy. I think Creighton can go on a huge run here. Look, they're 13th in Ken Palm, if that means anything to you. 13th overall in the country. They've lost six games this year when their star center and their best player, by the way, was out with mono or recovering, coming back from it. Creighton's a new team. They have a new season. I think they not only beat NC State, I think they don't have a lot of problems there. UCSB plus the 10.5 is another very popular bet right now. Everybody's kind of loving the Grouchos of Santa Barbara. And Baylor's a team that kind of fell out of favor. At the end of the day, you still have to look at this and say, can Baylor be a Final Four team? I said before the season they could be. I said eh, about three weeks ago they could be. And I still think they can be. So while the 10.5 points might be attractive, you put Baylor through and you don't look back. Missouri-Utah State is intriguing. Utah State is a team I did not believe belonged to you. I do a lot of radio in Las Vegas. You guys know that. And I watched this Utah State team develop, and I'm not overly impressed. Like I said, they live and die by the three. This is going to be a high-scoring game. They're going to run up and down the court. Missouri can score with them all the time. A lot of the metrics like Utah State, a lot of people out there like Utah State that I respect, I'm taking Missouri. Arizona-Princeton, you guys know I have Believe in the Ivy League show that, that I do, and I talk about nothing but Ivy League basketball all day long. I can tell you this. I'm not sure Princeton is the first, and I'm not sure Princeton was even the second best team to come out of the Ivy Leagues this year. Look, everybody had Yale put there, but Penn had won eight games in a row before they had to go to Princeton twice, back-to-back weeks. They had to go to Princeton, took them to overtime, and then in the you know, obviously in the championship game on Princeton's floor. The only reason Princeton's dancing here is because they got a home game. This isn't a home game. Don't overthink this one. This is not the Ivy League upset. I have Arizona moving on. Let's go to the East. Purdue. Purdue is the fancy team. Everybody goes, you know what? Purdue's going to be the first number one going home. Purdue's going home. It's not going to be in a 116 matchup. Sorry, I'm putting Purdue through. We'll talk about them a little bit later. Memphis, Florida Atlantic. Here's another one of these, right? Florida Atlantic, 30 wins. Memphis, really, really impressive late. And the last thing we think when we think about Memphis is what they just did to Houston, right? How well they played. Uh, Both of these teams, it is a bad draw because both of these teams legitimately could be an Elite Eight team. I mean, I'm going to say it. Both of these teams could absolutely be an Elite Eight team, and they get a bad draw here going up against each other. Um, I think whoever wins this game, whoever wins this one, I think goes on and beats Purdue. So do I go with Florida Atlantic? My heart and soul says I want the Owls, right? My heart says Florida Atlantic is the team, but I can't get over what I just watched in Memphis. I can't get over what I saw Memphis do. 
from what I saw in Memphis do was just mighty impressive. I'm torn, and I'm going Memphis. I will go Memphis. That, that was a tough one. So as we continue, um, you know, you you start to talk about John Shire. It's his first tournament. Duke has a favorable. The East is wide open, right? Duke has a favorable field. And I'm sitting here, and I'm going, if Duke can get past Oral Roberts, I think that, to me, this is the best matchup here. I know that Memphis FAU will get a lot of attention, but this is the best matchup. Because if Duke can get past, can we see them going on a run? Yes, we can. All five of ESPN's main analysts put Duke in the Final Four. All five of them, guys, put Duke in the Final Four. So you can see the strength of Duke. But I look at Oral Roberts, and I go, yeah, they made me money a couple of years ago. A lot of these guys are back. They may have the best score in the country, best maybe offensive player in the country. They're an older team. Three players returning from that Sweet 16 just two years ago. They also have Vanover. Vanover's seven foot four and a half block shots is a nightmare inside. He stretches the floor. Oh, by the way, he could shoot the three. I know that everybody wants Duke to kind of make a run here and get back to the glory. And Duke has the ability. They certainly do. I'm down on the ACC. I don't believe that John Shire right away is just going to have this kind of crazy success. I'm going with Oral Roberts. And I understand this. I will say this. If Duke does win against Oral Roberts, yeah, I could kind of, I could see them getting into the Elite Eight. I can. But I'm looking at Oral Roberts and I'm saying, what's stopping you? Maybe I fell in love with them because they made me a ton of money two years ago. I had them in the first round, money line, and spread. Second round, money line, and spread. Third round uh, on the spread. I, I, I cleaned up. Maybe that's a little bit of my heart here. But I do like the metrics that say Oral Roberts. I like a seven foot four guy. That's a nightmare problem. And I like the best offensive player in the country. Tennessee and the Raging Cajuns. By the way, Raging Cajuns, the best, best uh, nickname in sports, right? Tennessee against Lafayette. Look, Tennessee has not been the same for a while right now. And I like Tennessee. I got burned on them last year. I was sitting around. I was wearing my Tennessee jersey, and they burned me, okay? And I'm not going to make any bones about, you know, having a problem with this team. Yeah, that, that one hurt last year. It really did. I thought that they were better than that. Now, I do think that this team has the ability to be better, but since the injuries, they have not been the same. Raging Cajuns, though, look, 11.5. You want to go with them and lean them with 11.5? I get it. I think Tennessee's out to make a statement. They absolutely will rally here, and they're going to be able to get past Lafayette. Providence-Kentucky becomes a really interesting game because of what Kentucky is or isn't. And we watch Kentucky own Tennessee, who I just talked about. We also watch Kentucky fall flat on their face at times this year. I'm not big on Kentucky this year. I just haven't been. I don't see it. I am big on the Big East. I think that the Big East is underrated. I've heard people argue that the other way. Providence is that 11 seed that could be dangerous. Providence is that 11 seed that all of a sudden you can go, where did they come from? Where did this Providence team come from? When you're filling out your brackets, You've got to go a little bit anti-establishment, right? You have to think in your head, if you're in a big pool, if you're in a pool, even if, if 100 people are workers or whatnot, almost everybody's going to put Kentucky ahead because they know the name Kentucky. And I get it. Look, you're going to be in the minority going with Providence. But I'm going to do it because it can give me a leg up. I don't think Kentucky's going far in the tournament. So if I get this game wrong, no problem. But if I get the game right, it gives me one up on my opponents. That's how I'm doing this portion of it. Kansas State, Montana State. A lot of people picking Montana State. I think they're a nice story. I think it's really cute. Um, uh, you know, and that's not a derogatory cute. I think it's cute that, you know what, we're talking about Montana State. That, no, no, no. Kansas State's the much better team. I'm putting Kansas State through. 
Not much uh, debate there. Michigan State, USC, I've gone back and forth about. I don't believe in Tom Izzo. I never have. I've been a detractor of Tom Izzo for a while now. But I get, when you get down to this point, do I want to go with a Pac-12 team that I saw and was not impressed with? Or do I want to go with a Big Ten team that has Tom Izzo? I, I mean, I'm a detractor of Tom Izzo, but I'm taking Tom Izzo to move on. Marquette, Vermont. Look, here's my Vermont catamounts. I think Vermont can win this game. I also think that Marquette, and I gave this out on my, my, my site a while ago at 40 to 1 odds. I think Marquette can go to the Final Four, guys. 40 to 1 odds, they, I, I grabbed them to win it all. This is a terrible matchup for Vermont as far as uh, you know my own personal feelings. But Vermont has two scorers that really can frustrate teams. Vermont is one of the best coaches in the country. Do not look overlook John Becker. If you're looking for a 15-2 that nobody else is going to have, this is your Vermont. You put Vermont forward. You move them on. This is the spot. I like Marquette. I think Marquette could go for a deep, deep, deep run. I really do. I think Marquette can, can clear the field in a lot of ways. I love Vermont. They've made more money for me over my career than any other team in college basketball. But I'm taking Marquette to move on, begrudgingly taking Marquette to move on. Do like those points in Vermont, though. Northern Kentucky, Houston. Uh, look, Houston's offense is just too good. And I, I say that when I know full well that Houston's defense is their calling card, but I'm telling you that their offense is that good. Give me Houston to move on. They shouldn't have much of a problem there. I actually do look at that 122, uh, 121 and a half, 122, depending on what you're looking at, as, as one of the better bets. I think Houston could score 80 in this game. Auburn, Iowa. Anybody really want Iowa? Iowa away has been brutal this year, right? Money's coming hard in Iowa. I guess they don't realize that when you get them out of Iowa, things have gone wrong. Auburn's three-point defense as well is very, very good. It can cause issues. And the home, I said I don't really do a lot of this, but an 8-9 matchup, the home is kind of close to Auburn. Look, I'll take Auburn just because I don't buy into what Iowa is trying to sell. A very popular 5-12 matchup is Drake to upset Miami, and I am with everyone. Look, I like this Drake team. It's an older team. I don't buy into Miami and what they've been doing. I don't buy into the ACC. This is your 12-5 matchup where I'm taking the older team and I'm taking the Drake Bulldogs to move on. Who, oh, by the way, played in a conference with some good competition. Kent State, Indiana. Here's another one, right? Another one. A 413 that I've been looking for. I'm looking for that 413 matchup and I'm trying to find. Give me that 413 Indiana Kent State. Yes. The Golden Flashes have the size to go up against a very big Indiana team. A lot of people struggle with that Indiana team. Kent State shouldn't do that. They also played really well against top teams this season. I think uh, Carrie will carry this team. I'm taking Kent State to move on there. Iowa State, Pittsburgh. I like what Pittsburgh did at the buzzer. That's a fun team. I don't buy into the ACC, but it's a fun team. And usually when the 11th seed wins the first night, they go on and win a second game. I'm taking Pittsburgh to upset Iowa State. So I got my fair share of upsets out here. Xavier, Kennesaw State. Kennesaw State would be a fun story. It really would. But Xavier is that team that you have to look at and say, no, they're just more talented coming from a better conference. And their size, I think, is going to be the difference here. Texas A&M, Penn State. I've been back and forth. I think Penn State can go on a run. But I look at Texas A&M and I go, you know, this is a team that won 17 games in the SEC. They're also a team that's getting penalized because early in the season, they just didn't do so well. But Buzz Williams has a 10-8 and career record in this tournament. They've been to the second weekend four times. I'm going to take Texas A&M, who I think is playing their best basketball this season right now. Colgate, 
Texas. I'm talking about best basketball of the season. I think Texas is playing as well as anybody in the country right now. Colgate was an upset special. I was going to jump on Colgate. I like them. They're experienced. I like what they do. But they're going up against who might be playing the best basketball in all the country right now in Texas. Kansas Howard. Again, Howard's a good story. We're not getting a 116 matchup. Arkansas, Illinois, throwing my hands up all day long. I could give you the breakdown, guys, but this is another coin flip game. I'll give you the breakdown, you know, between these two teams, and I'll, I'll make an argument for one side, then I'll make an argument for the other side, and you're going to go, Tom, who are you going with? I don't know. I told you this. Look, I'm looking at this right now. This is real time. I'm saying my initial lean is Arkansas, but I like what I watched with Illinois late in the season. Okay, I lean the SEC as the better conference. Illinois has the best player, though. Arkansas kind of crumbled at the end. Do they have the coaching advantage? Oh, man. I I'm going to go the nine seed strictly because they're the nine seed. St. Mary's VCU, another 5-12 matchup. I think a lot of people looking at VCU. This is not the VCU of old, guys. And this is not the St. Mary's of old. St. Mary's had a legitimate shot to be a top 10 team this year. You had to beat Gonzaga twice. They weren't able to do that, but they're going to get a little revenge here. I am real into the St. Mary's team. UConn-Iona. All right, here we go. Here's a 4-13. I wanted Iona. I, when the selection committee was making their decision, I'm going, man, I don't care who Iona's taking. I'm taking Iona. And then they put him up against UConn, and I have a hard time doing Look, it's Hurley. It's Patino. The St. John's rumors are swirling out there. UConn is ranked fourth overall by Kent Baum. I tend to agree with that. I think... UConn is a fantastic team, and Iona just meets up against a team that they just can't beat. TCU, I'll have moving on in this one. Look, I got one of the 11 seeds moving on, not two. Gonzaga Grand Canyon, here's another one. I like the points with Grand Canyon, but Gonzaga's been there. No one's talking about them, right? Every year. It's, is this the year of Gonzaga? Every year, it's seemingly, is this the year they're going to make the leap? And every year, it's not that team, right? It's not that year. Well, this year, no one's talking about them. They're going to go right through Grand Canyon. Northwestern Boise State, two good defenses. I don't buy into the Mountain West. Mountain West, by the way, 0-8 in the last eight tournament games. I don't buy into it. I don't think Boise State should even be here in a lot of instances. Before the conference tournament, I said they weren't here. They had a good conference tournament to get in. Give me Northwestern. UCLA, North Carolina, Asheville, another 215. I'm a little yeah, I kind of want to do it. UCLA's got the injuries, but I think they rally specifically for this round and probably for this weekend. They'll rally there. So that is round one. Let's fly through a little bit more as we get into the uh, the second round here and then we'll continue to go on. Alabama-Maryland, not a lot of analysis here. I think Alabama's just the better team. I think Alabama is... Um, more than likely going to the Final Four, so I don't want to waste your time there. San Diego State, Virginia, we could we could have 45-44. I mean, it could be one of those games. Um, I, I know, again, I said the three-point defense. I don't think Virginia scores enough. No one's given Virginia any credit. I get that. I am anti-Mountain West. Yeah, I'm going to hear that from everybody. I'm going Virginia to move on again. Yes, I get it. You, you, you got them. I know. All you guys got love for him, and I got Virginia moving on. Creighton-Baylor becomes interesting. I'm going to show a little bit of, of how much I like Creighton. Before the year, I told you I liked them in the Final Four. Before the Big East tournament, I told you they are dangerous. They are missing something. I get it, but I got Creighton moving on. 
Missouri against Arizona. Arizona's too much. And Missouri may not get out of Utah State, and Arizona's going to. Arizona has their difficulties. They have their problems. They have their Achilles heel. We watched that in their loss to UCLA, but they'll be able to get by the first weekend. Purdue, Memphis. I just told you earlier, whoever faces Purdue in the first round, Give me the other team. I'm going Memphis. If it's Florida Atlantic, I'll go Florida Atlantic getting the Sweet 16. Tennessee, Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts moving on. Yeah, and this could be Duke. Every time I say Oral Roberts, understand, it could be Duke. It is not that I don't necessarily love Tennessee. I don't. I get it. They have limitations. But I really like Oral Roberts. I really like Duke. Just wish they, those two weren't playing each other. Providence, K-State. Hey, I put Providence through. That's enough for you. Kansas State's moving on. And a dangerous team. Kansas State can make some real noise here. Marquette, Michigan State. I'll put Marquette moving on, although I want it to be Vermont. Houston, Auburn. Houston's got enough. I don't buy into Houston long-term, and you'll see that here. But they have enough to get on here. Two big-time underdogs. I got Drake and Kent State, a 12 against a 13 here. And I'm taking, ah, man, you know, after Drake beats Miami, you're going to see people load up on Drake and Kent State beating Indiana. It's just not going to seem as good, even though it should, but I'm taking Drake to move on here. Pittsburgh, Xavier, I'm putting Xavier through. Another big East favoritism for me, apparently. Texas, Texas A&M. I think Texas, like I said, might be playing the best basketball in the entire land right now. So I'm taking Texas. Same thing with Kansas. They are the number one seed for a reason. They'll get through Illinois, or maybe that's Arkansas. I have Illinois. We're going to put Kansas through. UConn, St. Mary's. I just told you, UConn is a devastating team. I like St. Mary's. It's a bad draw for them. UConn matches up really well. And if there is another team that was playing really good during the, at the end of the season, besides just Texas, UConn is that other team. Gonzaga TCU, no one's talking about Gonzaga. Well, they're going to be moving on, and people are going to start paying attention to them. And then Northwestern UCLA, I'm going with UCLA. One more game, I think, that they could get by their injuries. Now we go to the Sweet 16, guys. Getting down to the nitty-gritty for next weekend. Alabama, Virginia. Look, Virginia, I keep pushing them through. I think they have a tough win against Furman. I think they have a tough win against San Diego State. Not going to be able to have a tough win against Alabama. Alabama is moving on to the quarterfinals here. Creighton, Arizona. I think Creighton can do it. I, I do. I kind of want to put Arizona here. Arizona has a lot of size issues. And you look at Creighton, a lot of people are going to go, Tom, Creighton, I got you know Baylor beating them. I, I don't even have Creighton beating North Carolina State. Yeah, I get it. I'm going with Creighton. I believe in them. I believe in the Big East. I'm taking them. Eh, probably a little upset there. Memphis, Oral Roberts. Well, Here's where the Oral Roberts train stops. I like Oral Roberts. I do. I, I, I really do. Look, I'm telling you, I, I can see them getting here. I can. I can see them getting here. But you want to say Memphis is the better team. Here's the thing, though. If Oral Roberts does play Florida Atlantic, I think Oral Roberts can win that game, okay? I do. So what do I do? I, I'm filling out my brackets. Well, I'm going to go against everybody else. Everyone's going to have Memphis here or Florida Atlantic. They're going to have a moving on, maybe a Purdue. I'm going Oral Roberts moving on. Oh, I'm just I'm just going crazy. This is a nutso bracket. But you know what? I like it, and it can make me money. Marquette, Kansas State. I told you Marquette going to the Final Four. In my mind, I think they could get there. Yeah, here we go. Houston, Drake. End of the road for Drake. Good tournament. You're going up against Houston. Just too much. Xavier, Texas. I'll repeat with Texas. I think they are playing ecstatically. You can kind of see where this is going. Kansas-UConn, which could be the best game of the tournament, one of the best games that we've ever seen. I think these are two elite, elite, elite programs. I'm going UConn to upset Kansas. I did not like what I saw in Kansas 
not only by losing to Texas in the regular season finale, but also going into the tournament. I didn't like what I saw on them. I think that they were exposed. I think there's tape on them. I think Utah, UConn exploits that. Gonzaga, UCLA, like I said, UCLA, too many injuries to, for me to continue to push them out. I'm going Gonzaga. So Gonzaga, who's no one's talking about, guys. No one's talking about them. I have them in the Elite Eight. Alabama, Creighton, the end of the road for my Creighton love. Alabama's going to the Final Four. No big shock. Okay, let's put him forward. Here we go. Oral Roberts, Marquette. I got to get off the Oral Roberts train eventually, right? Unless I'm just going to do it so I can be one of those clickbait guys and say, hey, I said Oral Roberts in the Final Four. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to play this straight. I'm going to Marquette, a two seed there going to the Final Four. Houston, Texas. Here's where Houston's run ends. I don't fully love Houston this year, and I really love what I watched in Texas and what I've seen them play in the last week. I mean, they, they are on fire. And then UConn, Gonzaga, Gonzaga, it's been a nice run. I think I had a lot more faith in you than a lot of people were going to out there, but I'm going with UConn. So my final four here, Alabama against Marquette, Texas against UConn. Yeah, my Big East favoritism. I told you it was going to start popping its head. I didn't even go to the Big East or anything. I don't know. Everyone told me I had an ACC favoritism for years. Alabama Marquette. Look, I think Marquette can win this thing. I do. I think Marquette can can go all the way. I think Marquette can win the championship. I think Marquette is that kind of team. You know, look at Texas and UConn. Same thing. Give me UConn. Give me Texas. Any one of these four can win the championship, and I would go, yeah, that's about right. I might fill out four brackets and have each one of these. That that's That's where I'm looking at this. My worry with Marquette is at, there are times where their coach just, I don't know, you know, you can't say he's a bad coach at, at all. There's just times that he, he leaves me lacking something. And although we're all rooting against Alabama, there is that feel of Alabama against the world. There is that feel of that camaraderie and that, well, you know what? They might have the best player in college basketball. I'll take Alabama begrudgingly to go to the championship game. I really want Marquette here. I really want to go with Marquette here, but I'll take Alabama begrudgingly. Texas, UConn. Look, I like what UConn's doing. I do. I'm a big UConn guy right now. I have uh, my initial thought process was I'm taking UConn to win the championship. That was my thought process. But I cannot get over the way that Texas is playing basketball. The way that Texas is playing is just absolutely on fire. I'm going to take Texas. So we have a championship of Alabama, Texas. I'm not going Alabama. Look, it's my bracket. I can tell you that I think Alabama is the best team in the country and Texas is playing the best. Yeah, I can tell you that. I'm going with the Texas Longhorns simply because I will not be rooting for this Alabama team. And I want to go for something that I'm rooting for. I mean, that's just reality, right? So I'm going with the Texas Longhorns. Woo! That was surprised even me. Look, if I would have came out with Marquette or U- or UConn, I would have said, yeah, that made sense. I kind of think UConn might be the team. I- I'm still going to battle that back and forth. Uh, but I will say this. Whoever wins that Texas-UConn game, I'm going to have going to the championship. I wanted to do this live. Now, this gives me time. I, I have some time here. I have a days uh, ahead where I could switch this up. The final four teams for me are not going to change. Those are the final four teams. Who wins it won't be Alabama. The other three are interchangeable. I'm going to go. I'm going to look at some video. I'm going to do some things. But I think there are going to be people that go off the cuff and and kind of go crazy here. I have 
not all four favorites. I only have one number one. I have a lot of the favorites falling early. I have a lot of chaos early in my bracket. But as you can see, getting into Elite Eight, getting into Final Four, even into the Sweet 16, things start to calm down. That's how I deal with my brackets. Do I think Marquette can win this championship? Absolutely. Do I think Alabama can? Sure, but I won't root for them. Do I think that Texas can win the championship? I just told you I did. Do I think that UConn can? Yeah, I think UConn can as well. So I have four legitimate teams that can win the championship. I'll be uh, going back and forth. This bracket, I just did my first bracket. I came out with Texas. We'll see if that lasts. Right, but I came out with Texas. Uh, I would love to know what you guys came out with. All right. Whew. Uh, I got to catch my breath. Take a minute. I am pumped up for this bracket season. Hope you guys are as well. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.